Hi, I'm Patricia Quinn, Magenta from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and check out Gruesome Herzog and John Gilling. Woo! Fucking ran out of champagne. Sometimes you make bad choices, and other times you make bad choices with your ass out. I'm Casey, I'm 23 years old, and I just got divorced and cheated on. Oh god, I think we're fucked up and my dad's here. Let's rewind. These are my two besties, Diego and Jeffrey. I was taking the divorce really, really, really hard. And then that's when the idea came. A candy flip trip. <gasps> a what? Were those the pills we took at the white party? I don't do drugs. This is our drug dealer, Consuela. Are you a peak? Listen, lady, I just had a fucking divorce and I just want some goddamn drugs, okay? That's it. In that case, this is for you. I'm ready to celebrate this divorce up in here. To two guys and a gal. Hello everyone, John Gillian here with the great Gruesome Herzog and tonight our special guest, Jamie Noel. Jamie, how are you? I'm awesome, how are you? I'm really, really good, really good. Gruesome, how are you? Doing great, thank you. Cool. <laughs> right. Jamie, as you know, this is a boxing podcast, so I'd like, <laughs> like to start. I'd like to start off with asking, uh, you got into boxing? <laughs> no, I do. I'm a fan of boxing. I, I am a fan of boxing. Um, um, okay, so I've taken a couple boxing lessons before. Um, I'm not amazing. I wouldn't try to like do it professionally, but I can definitely throw it down. I'd love to do it in an action movie one day. Um, like I like to do like my own fight scenes and stunts and stuff like that. So. And you you got to spar with uh, what was it Robert Duran? <laughs> oh God, I did. Okay, so this is the craziest, craziest story. Um, I was dating this guy that um, lives in Panama because um, I'm back from Miami. We met in Miami. And um, he is a local from Panama, and he's like, come visit me in Panama, let's go on vacation. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And he's like, I'm taking boxing lessons with this guy. <laughs> and he, like, he didn't tell me who it was. And I was like, he's like, do you want to go boxing? I was like, for sure, you know, I'm always down for skydiving or whatever fun adventure. So he, like, takes me to this house, and Pan- we're in Panama, and we pull up to this house, and it's this, like, beautiful, like, kind of mansion style, but kind of a little bit looks like, you know, no one's in it. Very, like, kind of hidden from the street. 
And um, we walk in, and there's, like, all these, like, guys kind of sitting around this poker table smoking cigars. And um, it's, like, I, I had no idea. Like, I'm not very keen on, the, like, the boxing stuff, but it was Roberto Duran's house. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he's like, we're going to take a boxing lesson with uh, Roberto Duran. I'm like, okay. So it's like all the guys like gambling and stuff like that, smoking cigars. And they're like, okay, you, you got to weigh yourself first. So then we step on the scale. And then we actually went out to his pool where he, he teaches like private lessons um, with some of his friends. And he's like, okay. It was like in the rainforest and it was all raining and super humid in Panama during the summer. I swear, it had to have been like 100 degrees. And he whooped my ass for an hour and a half. I, I was running laps, laps around his pool and sparring like with his trainers and stuff like that. And he was like laughing, you know, like, you're strong for a girl in Spanish. They had to like translate it to me or whatever. But it was such a crazy experience. Totally unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a cool Yeah. That's a cool experience. Yeah, and then he's like, take a picture with my, my belt so that the guys maybe take a picture with one of those championship belts. That's cool. And I was like, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like Roberto Duran, he's just like, he was so talented at his time and like, someone has to make a movie about him. Like, yeah. why haven't they? That's true. Why haven't yeah, they? That's a good idea. Well, gruesome co-host another show. Um, with uh, Gino McGee, who's very much into boxing, so I think he's going to be a bit jealous of that story. That's like once in a lifetime that happens. Yeah, like, definitely. <laughs> it'll never happen again, you know. Well, well, if you make a film of his life story, that'd be pretty cool. I thought about it. I've thought about it. Actually, I tried to get one of my producer friends. I said, uh, one of my big producer friends, I was like, "You're never going to guess who I was boxing with in in Panama," <laughs> and he's like, "Who?" And I'm like, "Blah blah blah." I was like, you should make a movie on it. And he's like, ah, maybe in a couple years. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. The first one I've got written down from 2010 is Cage Dreams. Oh, yeah. That was my first movie set I ever stepped foot on in my life. And I was just trying the acting stuff out. And it was the Guzzo Brothers. They're great indie filmmakers. And um, it was actually, coincidentally, a boxing movie. And... Um, I played one of the ring girls in it. It was a short. I think it definitely it played at some of the film festivals down in Florida. So. Pete, Pete Guzzo, right? Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're great uh, indie film guys for sure. And yeah. the next one is another short, The X's. The X's, yes, Michael G, indie filmmaker. He's doing financing now, but that was a fun one. Just, it went to a couple of festivals, and you know. Just the whole indie film thing. Yeah. Uh, we go on to Jump, another show. Jump, another indie film. I've done, as you can see, I've done my time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we, li we like we like indie films. Yeah, I like them too. I've, um, so can you tell us anything about Jump? Yeah, Jump, it's basically like um, there's an audition. It's like, what will you do to make it in Hollywood? And I play a character that's like, I'll do anything to make it a Hollywood, and I actually jump off a building so I can be famous. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that's the premise. <laughs> oh, wow. And, it's, like uh, dark, it's dark comedy. It's like, yeah, I'll kill myself so I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's pretty cool. Then yeah. we're going to go on quite a hit film. You had a part in The Hangover Part 2. I shot stills for The Hangover Part 2. Um, God, I freaking love Todd Phillips. I'm such a Todd Phillips fan. I hope one day I can star in one of his movies. He's just brilliant at everything that he does. Um, I got to shoot still photography with Mr. Chow um, on, we did like to say, on a cigarette boat. Where they're like, where's Chow at? And it was me and my girlfriend, Kelly Stoner, that got to shoot stills with him. So that was cool experience. The next one on the list, uh, Jay Edgar. <laughs> so I got a call um, from the cat, like a background casting department. And I, like, at that point, I was like, you know, you don't need to do background work. They're like, it's a Clint Eastwood film. <laughs> so I was like, okay, first of all, I just, like, want to watch Clint Eastwood work. You know what I'm saying? He's, I'm a huge fan of him also. Yep. So um, I was in one of the racetrack scenes with um, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, just Clint Speck are phenomenal. Like, zero pressure. He never yells, roll, or cut. And he doesn't, like, scream at the actors. He gets, like, real close in their ear and, like, whispers to them. So his directing style is, like, amazing. <laughs> and good name to put on your resume. <laughs> like, just to see him work is just one of those things. It's like, yeah. how do you, you say no to that? <laughs> like, yeah. be a fly on the wall. It's one thing to see it on a film, but to see it in person is another. Oh, he's a, he's a phenomenal director. The next one, Bikini Spring Break. Bikini Spring Break. It was an asylum movie. It's um, comedy, fun. Um, you know, we go, we lose our scholarship, so we go on this road trip to try to keep our funding for our band program. I played a band dork, and like everything potentially goes wrong um, on this trip <laughs> that could happen to us. And it's one of those swearing, kind of drinking alcohol movies that you watch at 3 a.m with your guy friend it's on Amazon and Netflix and um, iTunes so and it did pretty well it has like um, a cute little fan following of younger boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I'm a good a good friends with Jared Cohn so he's, he's oh you're friends with I love Jared he's yeah. amazing he's yep. great yeah he's a good guy yeah next one we'll talk about great film great cast Seven Psychopaths Jesus Christ. Okay, so I get the call. They're like, you know, you have to, you have to get this movie. This girl didn't show up, like for the opening scene of Seven Psychopaths. And I'm like, okay, who is it? Like, I'm in bed. And they're like, you have to be there in ten minutes. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> ten minutes flat for the opening scene of Seven Psychopaths. And I'm like, okay, where is it? They're like, Hollywood's fine. You, um, you have to drive onto the park. You don't have time to park enough to pick you up. I'm like, okay. So, like, hair wet, I show up on the bridge for the opening scene, and I think Michael Pitt and the other guys from Boardwalk Empire are in the opening scene, and literally they did my hair and makeup on the bridge and then shot it, <laughs> like, oh, wow. right then and there. It was there and done. Like, That's a hell of an experience, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was, like, it, it's so cool because if you've ever been in between, like, the Hollywood signs, um, it's, like, this curvy road. So I was, like, literally drinking a coffee, like, with bedheads like driving on this crazy curvy road up to this like movie set <laughs> and then 
next thing you know, someone's head gets blown out. I think that, like, honestly, best opening scene of a, like, a dark comedy movie ever, Seven Psychopaths. It's an epic opening scene. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. No, I've seen oh, it's it. great. He's, 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 but I, are you a fan? You better be a fan. Yeah, yeah, I said it's an excellent film. <laughs> yeah, he's almost too intelligent, though, for, um, for most people. <laughs> Jokes and stuff like that. My job. On the film, did you get to speak much to Christopher Walken? I wasn't in the scene with him. I was um, in the opening scene, so he wasn't there. The Turn, 2013. Mm-hmm. That was an independent film shot with a group of indie filmmakers, and um, that one is still in post-production. What was your experience in The Haunted House in 2013? So, I, Marlon Wayans is great. And they were like, it's a nude part. And you're always kind of, as a woman in Hollywood, you're like, uh, what am I doing? And um, they're like, you're going to play a coke whore. <laughs> and, <laughs> you're going to play a coke whore. I'm like, okay, but he's hilarious. So I said yes. Because sometimes you just say yes because you like people, you know, and it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like people have I'm like oh I like you and you're funny I'm like so yeah we had like this these great big piles of fake cocaine in front of us and um Leanna Mendoza the other girl who played a coke whore with me she gets smacked in the face the maid <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the movie it's just that uh, did you guys see A Haunted House it's awesome it's yeah funny. yeah what do you guys think yeah really I mean more into horror but every now and again you need something a bit lighter and it like, was just so funny. It's, it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, he does a good job. I haven't seen yeah. it yet, so... Uh, They're it's, making it's, a sequel, actually. Yeah. I'm not in the sequel, but um, Leanna, actually... No, Leanna's in the sequel, so um, that's cool. But I don't know. It's great. It's a great idea to make fun of paranormal activity movies. Definitely, because you know. they, they're garbage anyways. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just about to say <laughs> the... the, the, the the comedy ones are better than the actual ones, so it, uh, we get something <laughs> out of it. <laughs> but they should make a spoof Blair Witch and run around with, like, like, ah! Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm under a blanket with a flashlight under my chin. What am I going to do now? <laughs> I think there is a spoof Blair Witch. They're coming to get me. <laughs> I, I can't think what it's called off the top of my head. I'm sure it is yeah. a low-budget spoof. I'm sure someone's done it, yeah. How about Speed Dragon in 2013? What was your experience? In- Speed Dragon, um, indie movie, thrown uh, that can, um, Bai Ling is in it. We, I'm like, I'm, in the movie, I'm making out with like one of the lead players in it. I actually, the movie has been released and I have yet to see it. But it did, it did really well at festivals. It did that, and I've been, a, I've been a supporter, but I just um, haven't had an opportunity to view it yet. Okay. I'm working okay. on it. <laughs> I get to, I get to watch it too, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the next one to go on to is Two Guys and a Gal. I haven't seen it, but I viewed the trailer on YouTube and the, and the trailer's just hilarious without seeing the film. Yeah. So I, I produced and wrote Two Guys and a Gal and oh, my really? idea was, yes, yeah, yeah, my idea was, um, you know, take $50,000 and throw, like, a party movie with my friends. So um, that's what I did. And it's basically, like, the story is a girl has a divorce and she doesn't have money to take, a, like, a trip. So she takes a canned clip trip with her two gay best friends. And it kind of, it's on the dark humor side and then on the super lustful comedy side, too. 
and it has like visual effects and the whole thing is kind of shot. It has that fear and loathing kind of premise to it. Like you never know what your mind's going to create. And it also has animation mixed with it. In with it. I mean, we're having that first screening in LA um, the second week of January, a private screening, and then we're going to be at um, festivals with it. It's super, super left field. So I'm interested to see how people react. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, that's every, every promise of, of it is like, if you're sitting in your chair, like, I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. Like, that's the point. It's, uh, it has animation in it, too. Like, that whole animation vibe to it, too. And optical illusions and all these cool visual effects. So it kind of cool. makes you think. <laughs> Next one, uh, completed, but not yet released, I don't believe. School dance. School dance. They I, they turned name to the official name on on the street is Click. They just changed it. It's over at Lionsgate right now, and it's a comedy. Also, uh, Nick Cannon yeah. produced it. Uh, Nick Cannon produced it, and um, they haven't given us a release date for it yet. So, all I know is it's crazy, it's funny, and there are lots and lots. Like, the cast on it just keeps going on and on. And people that aren't <laughs> even listed are on that movie. <laughs> Your fantasy girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know who, you, you know who Ben J, Ben J from the New Boys? Mm, no, I don't. He's like the little boy, you look better with the like. Oh, thank God I'm not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You know, like, like hey, I, I, I'm like his girlfriend in the movie. We just like do crazy things and we smoke marijuana and, you know, do like high school things, I guess. And I guess it's the high schoolers do nowadays which is kind of corrupt, but uh, <laughs> smoke a lot of marijuana and, you know, get crazy. <laughs> the next film is the one that I'm really interested in. It's called Maul, only because, oh my of, God. because of Vincent. D'Onofrio, yeah, He's Vincent. a fantastic actor. <laughs> okay, so it's, so it's based on a book, and the book is called Maul. I think it was written like 10 years ago. It's just a great book when you read the book. It's basically like five characters that don't really know each other and how their lives all kind of come together. And it has that like dark, realistic, like middle America feel to it. It's, it's, it's like the blue Valentine kind of feel. Right. Um, so, twisted and how different people's lives end up affecting each other at, at one point. Um, so the main character, he has a fantasy about a lingerie model because he isn't too much into his, his marriage that he has, so he has this obsession with masturbating, and he's always walking by windows of Victoria's Secret models and stuff like that and looking, looking at these women wishing that, you know, that was what he had in his real life, and I'm that woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm that fantasy woman that he actually does get to meet in his fantasy. Um, so it's it's a great it's a great book it's a great movie and I cannot wait for it to come out. Nice. It should be coming out at the end of this year. Um, so I mean, great cast. Cameron Monaghan is just such a young, talented kid, and Mimi Rogers and Vincent has been producing for years. So yep. the book is amazing. Another one on my list. My happy ending. My happy ending is a movie that is in pre-production right now. It is a movie about a guy who on his bachelor party night um, questions if his wife is, you know, how does he know that it's the one for him? And it's comedy, a little bit of action, and like rom-com. 
Mostly. Hmm. That one doesn't come out until 2015. Yeah. That's a long yeah. while. Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, these projects take time, like from the beginning to end. Especially when you get in the three to anywhere from the one to five million dollar mark on movies, usually they take two and a half years to go from pre-production to yeah. like finished product. So then when they go over budget, so they usually get kind of tricked in post-production to get a finished final project. I think another one in production, Coleman. 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 I am not allowed to talk about that project at this time. There's, there's a, there's a couple. I can't talk about Coleman. There's like actually two more product projects that I have coming up. One I can talk about. Um, it's called King Sod. Um, it's an indie film. Uh, Mark Toma is the producer on it, and it's basically it goes into the the kinds of underworld of the ABOT community and it's, it's very political. That one is filming the beginning of next year and will be out around the beginning of 2015. And then the other project I'm involved on, I cannot speak about either. Because you know what? I tell everything before you're allowed to and then get in trouble. That's what I've learned. Well, how about the prototype? The prototype. Um, indie movie is dead and in post-production for years but it's great it's a great concept it should be out this next year coming up also sweet I'm like, like I've only been doing the acting thing for four years so either my my small parts have just come out or my parts that are bigger parts are coming out this next year right so I'm still kind of incognito like people they're like hmm, you're working we know you're working but where are you yeah <laughs> I know that. yeah but then it's all gonna be like when you work so hard it just it seems like it all comes out at once it's like bam right it makes it look look like you're extremely busy but they're all done in sections yeah or you did a the thing is is like you'll show up on a movie set for you know four days and then all of a sudden they all get released at the same time you're like okay like I guess so do I do I have to buy a different dress for every event (laughs) (laughs) yeah right like uh this isn't fair (laughs) (laughs) Victoria DeMar yeah, in the prototype. She's cool. Yeah, we she's, spoke she's to her. She's like a huge, she has a huge horror following, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. like, she's really big. I have yet to do a good slasher film. Are you guys going to help me out with this or what? Yeah, like, I want to get killed. Hello. Oh, well. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the man to ask? Who knows everybody? Yeah. I have, I have, like, most of my movies that I've done have been, like, rom-coms, comedies, dark comedies, or a little bit of drama, but I have yet to do a good horror film. It's usually the sexy chick that gets killed, you know? And I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was sexy. I thought it was. You can't talk about uh, any more films. Uh, Would you like to give a mention to a couple of TV programs that you've been in, Dreams and Legit? Legit, yes. Legit was great. I'm so happy that show is doing well. Jim Jeffries, you know, he's done stand-up for such a long time, and he is pretty... It it was interesting to watch, because it was the second... I think it was the second episode that they had filmed, and he was still getting used to how to be framed and stuff like that. It was, was like, cute to watch him learn. (laughs) I was watching him, and he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Jim, you're great. Like, just shut up. <laughs> you know? But uh, DJ's, uh, he's cool. He's been acting for forever, and he does character parts. And it's just, it's a great show idea. Have you guys seen Logis? No. 
I don't watch it's, much TV. It's funny. It's funny. It's, 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 like, it's like a, like his, the brother's like a paraplegic, he can't move, and it's like they kind of take him around, and the comedy is, is like he has this paralyzed brother, and then like this Jim Jeffries character kind of uses this, his friend's brother as being paralyzed as like an excuse to like get women to come around. <laughs> so he's like, like the, I think like the third episode or something, they take the paraplegic brother to like a brothel house in Reno and get him laid. It's just ridiculous. You mentioned about mm -hmm. horror films. Do you have a favorite? Yes. Okay, so if we're doing we're doing classic horror films, like you can't go wrong with Hitchcock, Psycho, Shower Scene. Yeah, Take care. Take care. We'll see you. Bye. 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 Bye.